0: daily devotional with dr hancock god's love the very scripture that all of us know when it comes to god's love is john 3 and 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life let's observe that for a moment now understand that he didn't have to do the things he did but God gave his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us because he loved us. He looked at what he created and he said that it was good. And because he said that it was good, then it is good. So we gotta make sure that you understand the love of God. No, it's not anything that we deserve. No, we didn't do anything for it. God did it and God alone. So understand when you say that you love God and you trust him, then that means you are searching out the word of God based on the instructions that he's giving you in the word of God regarding the things that we want in our life. But so many times we don't go back to the scripture to realize that God loves us. We are looking for God's love. In people, places, and things, and that's not where we're gonna find it. If you really wanna know his love, then search his word so you can figure out, identify, and know what is ruling in your life, and know that God's love is truly unconditional. It is man's love that is conditional. First John 4 7 through 16 says, Beloved, let us love one, other, one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So let me read that again. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because God sent his only begotten Son into the world. That we might live through him. So if you're not in God, you're not going to live. You have to be in Christ. What does that mean? You have to confess your sins. Because the word of God tells us that he's faithful and just to forgive us if we confess our sins. I'm going to keep reading. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. And sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. In other words, he offered him because we couldn't do it. There was nothing we could do about it. So God sent his son so that he can die on the cross for Mary. That's my name. Now, what is your name? Because God's love has died on the Jesus died on the cross so that you can know that he loves you. Beloved, if God so love us, we ought also to love one another. Now, the word of God tells us that God is love. And if we are in God, then we love. But if you are not in God, then you will not love. So look at your environment. Look at our nation. Look at the people in the church, the people out of the church. Keep in mind that everything that we do is based on the Holy Spirit drawing us. But the word of God tells us it's his spirit in us both to will and to do that which he called us to do. So there is nothing we can do unless the Holy Spirit put his love in us anyway. 11 says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. Again, when we confess Christ, it's a faith thing. When you confess Christ and you receive in your heart, that it is as simple as that. It is as simple as that. And now you have all the blessings that God has given to those that love him. His love runs so deep. There is nothing we can do to get around it. There is nothing we can do to get over it. His love is so deep. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we know and believe the love that God hath to us. God is love and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in the world. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. So again, if you wanna look at, look at the creation, the love of God is so, it's so, it runs so deep, and is nothing you can do about it. It's just there for us to take and to bath in, and to appreciate, but so many times when you look outside, when you look at the creation, and the creatures, the things that are in the world, because we are so self-focused, and this is where society has driven us, now we just feel like um, God is just another fad, but he's not a fad, He's God and he's not going to change because we change. Keep in mind that there is a life after this life and either you're going to be ready or you're not, but just because you're not ready, it doesn't mean that it's not going to come. So the love of God, the word of God even tells us that the love of God is going to wax cold because there are going to people, people thinking that God should have already come, but he hasn't. And the word of God tells us that no man know the day nor the hour when he shall come. The word just tells us to make sure your heart is right. Make sure you have confessed Christ. Make sure that the Holy Spirit reigns and lives in you. Because the Holy Spirit is that game changer that would guide us to all truth. You got to realize only if we allowing him to. Yes, he can be there. But if he's lying dormant, it's because we're not listening to him. God loves us, and when we're not doing what God wants us to do or what he called us to do, it grieves him. It grieves him. Psalm 136, 26 says, his love endures forever. There is nothing that you can do to earn God's love. We can't pay for it. Salvation is a free gift. The love of God, the mercies of God, there is nothing you can do to pay for that that is genuine and God is just open to us because we are God's children. When we come into the realization and realize how much he love us, and you can't love anyone else until you understand and love yourself. So many times we see people in relationships, especially women, not saying men don't do it, but women, you have to love yourself first before anyone else can love you and before you can love anyone else. And the only way you're going to realize who you are and how important you are and how beautiful you are and guys, how handsome you are, you have to first know that before someone else. Otherwise, evil spirits going to recognize your insecurities. They're going to recognize anything that's in you and they're going to pounce. And sometimes we don't recognize the things that we allow people to do because it is satisfying some kind of insecurity in us. Whereas if we would allow God and seek out God, as much as we do people, places, and things to fill that void in our life. And the truth of the matter is they can't even fill that void in your life. That is your spirit calling unto the father because you yearn that connection and you yearn that fellowship but we don't recognize that. And you won't recognize that until sometimes we go through things and go through things. And now you are ready for the relationship with the father. You don't have to go through the things you go through. You just have to know where to go. Look for help in the time of need. If you ask, you will receive the word of God tells us those who seek after righteousness they shall be filled. In other words, there's a man of God. There's a woman of God with God's purpose in their heart. And all they want to do is help God's people get to the place that God has called them to get to. The word of God is in Romans 5 and 8. Talk about how Christ demonstrate the love he has for us. Ephesians 2, 4. Through five talks about the great love that God has for us. So, all over the Word of God, we see the love that God truly has for us. Okay. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love, wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace, ye are saved, and has raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The love of God is so deep. It is nothing we can do to get it. It is nothing we can do. It is just by accepting what God has done. So when you accept what God has done, then you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Does it mean we're going to be perfect? No, it does not. Does it mean we're always going to make the right choices? No, it does not. But what it does mean is is because we've confessed jesus christ and we've accepted him in our heart it means that whenever we do sin the blood of jesus covers us so we don't have to worry about that but we don't continuously go seek out doing wrong but when we do do wrong there's the blood covering us so that even when jesus come back that particular part of our life will be covered with the blood of jesus um Matthew eighteen and five and twelve says, How think ye if a man have a hundred sheep and one of them go astray, doeth he not leave the ninety and nine and goeth into the mountain and seeketh that which is gone astray? Oh my God, his whole desire is that all of us come into the knowledge of the truth. Now think about it, think about the love that you have for your family members." Are there any family members that are just so outrageous or just um, non-participant, non-willing, and you have just given up on them? But there are so many of us in the world that continuously turn our back on God, and He does not turn His back on us. The love is so deep. You have got to feel that love that He has for you because it does not matter what you go through God is not going to turn his back on you. It does not matter what you say. He's not going to change who he is because we don't understand who he is. You got to search him out. You got to pan after him as the deer paneth after the water. You have to search it out. If you want it, it's there for you. He said, No good thing what he will he withhold from you. So if there is good things being withheld from you, I venture to say that it's on your side and then it's not on the side of the father because he's given us everything. The word of God tells us pertaining to life and godliness. There is nothing you need. Everything is in your hand and in your heart. And God has already made provision for everything in your life, but have you accepted the provision? Have you accepted the mercies? Have you accepted the grace? Have you confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and savior? So many times our situations, our, the, the things that we go through in life and in our mind, your mind is such a powerful tool. The word of God tells us things and we can accept it. Some things is just what he says. Other things you have to search it out. How do you search it out? Listen, getting in a Bible-focused church, someone who's going to teach the Word of God, your family, having a discussion. Find somebody who you know that are word-based and find out what the Word of God says. In addition, develop your own personal relationship. How do you do that? Well, you spend time with God. You meditate on the Word. Meditate is the same thing, except when people just meditate on what they meditate on, now you are meditating in the word of God. So if you just meditate on that thing and ask for it, if you ask him for it, he will give it to you. He will give it to you. He will give it to you. So if you don't have it, it's because you're not asking for it. Because I know from experience that God said that if I ask him, ask in faith, believing I will receive what I've asked for, he would give it to me okay so John 4 and 23 says God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth there are so many you can just look at the spirits of a person and pay attention and and base it on the word of God it's not judging the standard is the word of God if you just use your spirit that's within you to judge the situation, to to recognize different things in people. We will not all go through the things that we go through. We are searching out people. We are searching out things. We are searching out feelings. And if we would put all this effort into God, you will see your life will become so fulfilled. There are so many things going on behind closed doors. There is so much goes on behind closed doors, but sometimes we don't want to admit where we are because we feel like if I admit where I am, then somebody's going to judge me. Well, you're going to get judged anyway, but you don't want to wait until the end and get judged by the one where you can't make it right or you can't change it. That's not what you want to do. That's not what we're saying. I'm saying that even if people see your vulnerability, what can they do when they see it anyway? There is nothing they can do when they see it. My motto is naked and unashamed. I'm going to tell God anyway, because he already know. So I can have a conversation because he's my father. He's the most patient person I have ever met. He's the most understanding and non-judgmental person I know in my world, in this world, in the world to come. He loves me. I finally understand it. I get it. He loves me. And in order for me to love myself, I have to know, first of all, that he loves me. Because if I can't love myself, then there are things and people going to come into my life and they're going to take advantage of me because they recognize that. Okay, But when you have the spirit of God in you and you trust God and you can be honest with him about how you feel. You don't have to worry about that thing. Isaiah 55 and 6 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. You guys, this pandemic came about so that we as Christians, We as women and men of God can look at our situation and see where have we fall short in the love of God by loving your brothers, by loving your sister, by loving your wife, by loving your children. Where have we fallen short? And to get it right. He's given us time to get it right, to recognize our error so that he can help us correct it and get back so that when it's time for him to come back, Those of us that love him, we can go back with him. So again, you don't have to believe what I say, but I promise you, if you look at the word of God, you will see all the things that God said is going to come, that it was forecast, that it is here now. And we've heard so for so long that it, Jesus is coming back. He's really coming back. Okay. So you want to make sure that your heart is right. You want to make sure that your hands are clean. In other words, you are not no innocent blood. You're not doing it because tick and tack. You're not doing that. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Proverbs 8, 17 says, I love them that love me. And those that seek me early will find me. If you're looking for God, I promise you, you will find him. Only if you're looking. Whatever you're looking for, you will find. If your heart and your intent is right, you will find him. So again, the love, when you experience the love of God, uh, when you go through things, sometimes we think that we're going through and God don't love us. That's not true. Keep in mind that we go through things because of sometimes life situation and sometimes it's because of the choices that we make. But God don't judge us. He's just standing there with his arms wide open, just like the prodigal son father, just waiting for you to come back home. But we choose, or we are embarrassed, or we are this. Listen, I would rather be embarrassed with God now than to get to hell and cannot make that correction. So listen, it's okay if people know where you are. God knows where you are. There is nothing they can do about it anyway. They can't even help you because they're probably farther out than you are. So just trust God. And as you begin to trust him, pay attention with your spirit so that you can realize the effect of the love of God. Um, He gives us things that we don't deserve. Everybody knows it's the same concept. So if you trust the fathers that you have in the flesh, how much more will you trust your father of the spirit? Psalm 8. 86 and 15 says. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. O turn unto me and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant and save the son of thy handmaiden. You guys, listen, it says he's full of compassion. How many of us can really say that? He is long-suffering and gracious and plenteous in mercy because his mercies are new every morning. In other words, whatever we've done in the past, he don't even remember that anymore because his mercies are new every day. So won't you trust him? won't you really just get into the love, just search out the love of God. One of the things I've learned to do, if I'm looking for a topic, then I'll just search it out as if I got to do a study on that because this is what I have to do in school. I do the same thing with the word of God because I need my spirit to be free. I need my spirit to be clear. And as we know Um, there are so many things to distract us. This is a good time for me. I love the study. Behold, what man of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. So just know that the world is not going to understand. It's not going to recognize, but please understand this how much power you got in the mighty name of Jesus. The world don't have to understand it. You remember when there were times when someone would say, or a prophet or a prophetess of the nation would say what God say, it would make the whole nation stand up and take notice. But how far have we gotten from that? How far? How far have we gotten? John 15 and 13 says, "'Greater love hath no man than this, That a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth, I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what the Lord doeth. But I've called you friends. For all things that I've heard of my Father, I've made known unto you. He's looking for the fellowship. He wants the fellowship. Do you want the fellowship? That is the question. Do you want the fellowship? Romans 12 and 12 says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Again, the instructions is right there in the word of God, you guys. We have to make sure that we are following the word of God. Because as we follow the word of God, he'll bring everything to your remembrance. And I promise you, he'll keep you from getting into a whole bunch of issues because of the unctioning of the Holy Spirit. Trust me, I know. I <laughs> I know, and sometimes we choose to get into these things and not to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. But again, it's your choice. You make that decision. God has already given us everything that we need so that we can live the best life here. And even the best life when we get there. My last scripture is Philippians four and six says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Listen, I don't know about you, but I felt <laughs> the arms of the Lord, the warm arms of the Lord all in that study tonight. So again, if you have more questions, you can reach me, send me an email. I love talking about the very love of God. I learn so much when I do it. So this is the confidence that we have in him, that when we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that our petitions are granted. Real talk, Dr. Hancock.